Okay, so for this one, I actually have a wee intro. Ooh, it's okay. not great, but it is based on something in the episode, so. Groovy doovy. Party, 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 party. It's the stupid sexy podcast. Don't look at me with contempt. Welcome to season 15. What? You don't know what? I've been for stupid, stupid sexy podcast, stupid sexy podcast, stupid sexy podcast, stupid sexy podcast. That's just the way I would have done it. Fine. It's the stupid sexy podcast. Season 15, episode 14. The Ziff who came to dinner. As always, you're joined by your two co-hosts. First of all, she's over there correcting my intros like some mad corrector. It's Heather Anderson. And over there, someone who apparently can't take a difference of opinion and constructive criticism. It's Alan Irwin. You're correct. You, do you know me at all? I'm starting to think I don't. No, well, you don't, yeah. <laughs> Why I oughta? Okay, so, I've been watching all the Sopranos lately. You degenerate gambler. That was just a little suicidal gesture. <laughs> well, we're here. Heather, season 15, episode 14. It feels like we're not that far from the end of season 15 now, which is bonkers. We're not. That's why it feels that way. As I always have for all our episodes, I've prepared a synopsis for this one. Would you like As to hear it? someone who has honestly never fucking heard of this episode before, yeah, hit me up with the details. Okay. Season 15, episode 14, The Ziff Who Came to Dinner. Homer traumatises Bart and Lisa by taking them to see a violent horror film. Their fears lead to them exploring the attic where they don't find a monster, but instead Marge's ex, Artie Ziff. On the lam after his internet startup collapsed, Artie is taken into the Simpsons' home, but while he appears grateful, he may have more sinister intentions in order to restore his own reputation and avoid incarceration. I don't know about you, but around these parts we call that a good old summary. (laughs) A good old summary. Okay, so what do you think? I thought it was alright. I didn't love it. I liked it more than last week's. I wouldn't have said I loved it, but I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I am on the lower end of the scale for enjoyment, but it's one of those ones I feel like I'll maybe have enjoyed it more whenever we actually talk about it, as I am wont to do. Yeah, we often do that, don't we? Um, okay, well, let's get into it. So we start off, we've got a chuck gag, baby. It's Guess who's back, chuck gag. <laughs> I will not speculate on how hot teacher used to be. Do you think Krabappa was hot? Oh, probably. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. She's a yeah, fox. She's a hot teacher. And then we have likely my favourite couch gag so far, and quite possibly one of my favourite couch gags ever. Like, I think it's so oh. good. It's so over the top. So we start off, the Simpsons are in their living room and on the sofa, and we pan out into the sky, out the earth, out through the universe, or out through the solar system, through the galaxy, universe, out, 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 into like, and then we go back down into the... um subatomic particles and we come through all of those and back out onto Homer's head and Homer just goes wow <laughs> and I loved it what did you think of that couch gag? my favourite ever couch gag is you know the, the one where everyone's there dancing and there's a circus and stuff but it was a solid mm-hmm. second place for me okay well that's good that's good so we start off Homer is taking Bart and Lisa and Rod and Todd to the cinema some nice movie titles there I really liked uh, The Matrix Christmas yep a Matrix Christmas, Freddy versus Jason versus Board of Education um, was fun. And who's working behind the counter selling tickets, Heather? Our old mate, Raphael. 
Yeah, he looks old. He's looking, he's not looking great. No, he's not looking well. Hope somebody checks in on him. And all the movies that Homer wants to see with the kids are sold out. But I want to ask you, what do you think Diet Coke the movie is about? Die Hard Gone Mad. Let me ask you, here's my three options. Does a group of Diet Coke terrorists take over a building? Yes, and their leader is called Cans Gruber. Wait, 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 wait. wait. That's, only, that's only option one. That's only Did option you not one. like my little bit? Did you not like my little bit? What did you not say? like my little bit? I didn't hear it. Their leader is called Cans Gruber. Very good. Very good. Yes. Okay, right. Option two. Some terrorists take over a skyscraper and defe- they're defeated by a sentient can of Diet Coke. Okay, that's number two. Option three. Terrorists take over a can of Diet Coke and are defeated by John McClane. I want to go with the first one because my villain name is so good, but it's going to be that they take over a can of Diet Coke. Yeah, like a giant can of Diet Coke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're going to throw Mentos in it. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Now I got a ring pull. (laughs) (laughs) The only film available is, well, there's two. There's Sex Wager, which is clearly like American Pie. Yes. The Undeadening. Rod and Todd don't want to go to see that because it's like they there's a, they have a pamphlet saying like what would Jesus watch and it's like they would not watch this and Bart can't understand why they've even brought them but it's because Ned has taken all the old folks to the ice cream parlour for Jasper's birthday and Jasper has plaits in his beard which is he, very he sweet he looked so sweet he did and then they bring out and you know me right you know this about me Heather if you know anything about me you know I love Rapper's Delight Right. You love Rapper's Delight. And we get a nice little parody of it from MC Birthday. And he's like, like a birthday, a birthday day. Now I'm a good time gang. We'll blow you away. And they fire guns that fire out like streamers and terrify all the old people. They all have crippling PTSD. Yeah. They're like, never, never leave, leave the, the day, day room. Never leave the day room. <laughs> so they decide to go and see The Undeadening because Lenny was in it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how did you get a part in the movie? He goes, it's a classic Hollywood story. The director saw me in a medical book. Now, what do you think he was in the medical book for? A really big dick. A really big dick? Like bigger than Ned's? Thicker. (laughs) Thicker. (laughs) The shame in your eyes as soon as you said it. (laughs) The film is kind of terrible. It's got a little girl going. (laughs) I've written down her whole line here. Wonderful dialogue. What's that baby button eyes? You want me to kill mummy? But mummy is ever so kind. What? Your buttons came from the trousers of a psychotic killer? Then I have no choice. (laughs) What? <laughs> and then she kills Lanny, who is out gardening. He's using saccateurs, which I love saccateurs. I use them for the branches in my back garden, and they're fucking class, right? They just get places that, like, shears do not. Take that tree limb, you know? I don't like how frenzied your face became when you were talking about that. <laughs> I don't like how middle-aged I sounded. Take like, that tree fucking... limb? Yeah. <laughs> they get places shears just don't. <laughs> so the kids are all terrified Homer reacts by using uh, the kids as a coaster for his drinking popcorn yes. and then he downloads the soundtrack and puts the th- the theme song as his ringtone yeah and as Marge says Homer this is a rare lapse in judgement for you <laughs> <laughs> Were you allowed to watch horror films as a kid? I was allowed to, but I didn't. Um, I have a really vivid memory of being really scared after watching an episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark where the vampire came out of the screen. And then I was like, maybe that isn't for me. I don't like what I just saw. (laughs) 
Yeah, I didn't like Are You Afraid of, a dark, of the Dark because I was too I young to, to appreciate um, Alicia Cuthbert yet. I know, right? Um, I love... But 24, oh my. I um, I really loved like 80s horror and stuff because mm. they're like not the most scary. Like, I was like, ah, oh, scary, looks but thick, I, was, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, I'm legitimately going to piss shit and vomit all at once. Was that what you did when you watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, I just hid behind the sofa. Yeah, I used to hide behind the sofa <laughs> from... Two things from the Domestos ad with the, the bleak, like the dirt coming out trying to attack you. And the, the, the Sulfidine ad, you know, with the, the arrows going through the glass. Oh, yes. Didn't like yeah. that. And yeah. also, I remember my parents, I, I didn't really watch Harvard, I was a big coward, but one time they bought a tape and I was like, oh, it's an 18. I can watch it, it's fine. I won't say the bad word, but it was Basic Instinct. Oh, no. Which obviously, no, they obviously did not let me watch it. But 14 year old Alan watched it and had a great time. Jesus Christ. Hey, what can I say? I remember um, whenever I was like 11 or something, um, my brother, we were like staying at his house or something and uh, <laughs> it must have been like 11 or 12 or something and he decided to put on the girl next door and I just remember being like, am I gay? <laughs> am I gay? <laughs> Wait a minute here. Yeah, I mean, it's a terrible film, but it's almost rescued by uh, Alicia. I love that you called back to her like five minutes after we last talked about her. <laughs> like, by the way, am I gay? Am I gay? <laughs> and the question is still like there. Well, look, like, everyone's really. gay for Alicia Cuthbert. Like, I'm a, I'm looking respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> On like 14-year-old Alan watching Basic Instinct, who was not looking respectfully. <laughs> So the kids are terrified. They make it worse by like Bart's nightlight runs out of battery, so they replace it with a red bulb that makes it look like there's just like I didn't know about these, right? But you're familiar with the concept of a sacred heart light, yes? Right. So like you know, divide Catholics have them sometimes. So like you know, there's a light of the sacred heart of Mary or Jesus. I don't know. But I remember that like like an aunt of of my wife they bought a house. My wife. Like, <laughs> they bought a house to renovate, and the guy who lived in it had died. And he had a sacred heart light. And they decided to keep it even after renovating the house, and it, it gave everything looked like a fucking like it looked like Amsterdam. Like you know the like, you're like why is everything in red? This is horrible. <laughs> like oh we're in a film noir, you know it's like a fucking episode of Killing Eve or something. We're in a film noir. Everything's red. Okay, sorry. Right. Well, what's 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 everything red in? Uh, an eccentric European film. I had it with the Amsterdam, didn't I? Really? Yeah, you really did. I was about to say on the autobahn, but that's a motorway in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids are hearing things from the attic, so they go for a look. And Bart locks Lisa in, like he abandons her and just closes the door behind her. And then Lisa does a very nice parody of the Blur Witch Project. Oh, that was where- so good. Like the runny nose and all. Yeah, and the crying. She says that Bart eats boogers and that everybody knows. But downstairs, Marge and Homer, they're not worried about any noises in the attic because they're having no, they're making Kojak their own themed noises. sex. Kojak Who themed? Yep, baby. I remember watching Kojak when I was a kid. Not for anything in particular. Yeah, did he make you horny? No, my mum um, watched it. We always watched Kojak, um, um, Murder She Wrote, and Diagnosis Murder. And I, was like, I used to love Quincy. I loved Quincy. I always had a, my designated snack of the day during Quincy time. And it was usually a packet of what's-its. <laughs> <laughs> With a Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah, I find the Kojak-themed sex truly horrible. Like, it's like, if you cannot afford a sex tourney, and then she leaps on him. And... <laughs> They're like, Mom, Dad, there's a ghost in the house. And Marge goes, good, can you play with him for half an hour? 
So they agree to go up into the attic. I enjoyed Homer lighting the torch on fire, like the yes. battery-operated torch he lights on fire, which is a fun wee gag. So they go up, and it's not a ghost. Who is it? It's Marge's ex-boyfriend, Artie Ziff. The busy hands man. Dun-dun. And he's there, he's been living in their attic, because he's on the lamb, and he's been living by sucking the moisture out of their rafters. I don't know why I wrote this, but I've written, suck those rafters, Artie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so the reason that Artie is hiding in their attic is because he his dot-com business went bust and he's wanted for embezzlement. Homer has forgotten that he hasn't even taken Artie off his email address list, so he's been sending him viral videos of a monkey peeing in his own mouth, which I don't remember that one, do you? No. Uh, Artie's like, oh, we were having a great time in the 90s, and he goes back, we get a flashback, which has Mambo number five, which I Did you love. know that Lou Bega is German? Yes, you, you mentioned this before on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Let's, let's skip past that then. That's okay. That's fine. I, I, what I did enjoy, though, is the celebrities that Artie was hanging out with. Perfect 90 celebrities. Newt Gingrich, Newt Gingrich, Janine Garofalo, and Scotty Pippen. They're all terrifically 90 celebrities. They really, really are. The family doesn't want Artie to stay. Marge, particularly, she's like, you were not a gentleman. And she shows a, a picture of their only deal and at the prom. he does the most you to Marge thing I what? have ever seen. He's like, I'll be as respectful, but just not once. And he goes, wah, wah, wee, wah, about her titties. He, he goes, Zazuga. <laughs> wah, wah, wee, wah. But hold on, I wouldn't do that to Marge. I respect Marge too much. You to, do like, it behind would... her back? No, but you wouldn't see them then. <laughs> <laughs> the kids want Artie to stay, first of all, because Bart says, with his brains and your musky smell, I'll have a full meal role model. <laughs> And Lisa wants somebody, she thinks it's great to have somebody in the house that she could beat up. So Homer reluctantly lets him stay. And the next scene, Lisa's having a tea party with her dolls and Artie, and Artie's reading her the corrections, which is currently sitting unloved on my bookcase. I bought it for my honeymoon uh, to cheer me up. And (laughs) we then come to the scene where Homer and Marge are like, well, where's Artie? And Bart says, oh, he's a bit upset after we went to get ice cream and the ice cream man cut up his credit card. And then Artie tries to hang himself. But not very well. No, he's like standing in the middle of a very large dining room table or the kitchen table. And I'm like, bro. That's not going to work, mate. Did you even tie that noose properly? Mm. I don't know how to tie a noose. I don't know why I said that like I did. And now I feel like I'm I, yeah, I feel like much. you're not a knot person. I'm not a knot. They go to Moe's and then all the other characters are all played by John Lovitz, which I thought was fun. Like all his previous characters were there. Including the critic Jay Sherman. Yeah. It stinks. Ooh, sisters. You know. My favourite John Lovitz thing is his character in The Wedding Singer. <laughs> so long since I saw The Wedding Singer. What's his character? He's the he's the one who starts singing Ladies' Night. And then he's like, he's losing his mind and I'm reaping all of the benefits. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love him so what? much. The Wedding Singer's a great oh, film, actually. Oh, what a night. I love it so much. And it's only made better by the fact that Steve Buscemi sings true at the end. And that makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> so Marge is watching the, the news and they think that Artie is living in a cave somewhere mm-hmm. and it shows the, the cops looking in a cave and they're like and <laughs> Tifa goes that's some good spelunking Lou mighty fine spelunking that's what she said and he's wanted yeah, for all this embezzlement and all so 
he's got fuck all money, but he's playing cards with like Homer and Moe and Lenny and Carl. And he's like, I may have some sort of tell. I, I can't win any money. And he's like, ooh, I'm going to Flushtown. And uh, he bets 50 cents. Everybody folds but Homer, who raises him a dollar. And he does have a flush. But Homer has... Four of a kind, baby. And Four but, jacks, so, one ace. I don't know how cards work, but I'm assuming that's good because he won. Yeah, so four of a kind is better than a flush. And in a tie-break yeah. situation, the ace is a high card, so he's got a great hand. But Homer made the fatal mistake. Already ran out of money, so he's like, okay, I'll give you 98% of the shares of Zifcorp. And Homer agrees to that, and now he's the majority shareholder. And just at that moment, the fucking SEC come in like a SWAT team. <laughs> And are like, they, and, but Homer now is the majority shareholder, and he's like, and I have all the legal liabilities associated with it. And they arrest Homer. But then Mo has a great line where he's like, what are you doing? This guy's the one what done the thing what you're here for. I'm talking malfeasance here. <laughs> and uh, Homer on the way goes, don't tell my kids I'm going to jail. Tell them I joined the blue man group. I'm the fat I'm one. I'm the fat one. <laughs> is it Arrested Development? Does he join the blue man group? Yes, um, but it's because he thinks that he's joining um, like the AA, but for depression. So he thinks it's like the blue. Or no, man. no, yeah, no. He he, th- yeah, he thinks he's joining the blue man group. So he shows up completely covered in blue body paint. And he goes, "Well, I feel like a fucking idiot." <laughs> oh, because it's a depression. Group, yeah, it's it? like a de- it's like a depression like AA group and the, <laughs> the blue man group. But he thinks it's a blue man group tribute act. That's the same guy that showers and shorts, isn't it? Yeah. Tobias. Yeah. Fumke. Yeah. Tobias Fumke. So Homer's brought before a grand jury and he has Roy, the Roy Cohn lawyer, which I don't know how he yeah. afforded him, but fair play. He, he can't hear anything the guy is saying. He's like, I should decline to answer on the grounds that inseminate myself. It's like, dudes, I think this guy's coming on to me. He probably got that lawyer because he was probably the uh, Zifcorp lawyer. Oh, yes. And that little boy. Who nobody, nobody liked. Nobody liked. Grew up, Grew to, up be to be Roy, Roy Cohn. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. What a guy. So Marge hates Artie. They're sitting in the crowd. of The, the crowd. It's not a fucking crowd, but you know what I mean? In the benches. <laughs> in the audience. She's like, you literally never think about anybody but yourself. He's like, that's not true. And then he imagines a can-can of just him. Loads of them going... So Homer goes to prison. Grandpa's like, well, since Homer moved out, can I move in? They're like, absolutely not. Artie's also been kicked out. And Grandpa will never get a return on that money he lent the family, will he? No. Like, no. He gave you the money for the house. Let him live there. You want to let the ma live there? This is true. So the the family goes to visit Homer in prison and they explain how things, you know, how this works now to Maggie. They have this really upsetting pop-up book where daddy makes a shiv in prison and then he gets set on fire. But Maggie is very upset whenever he's not on fire. I mean... He's not on fire. Okay, he's on fire again. Homer's very depressed. Bart tries to cheer him up by choking himself, but it's just not the same, is it? Like, you know, if you're going to strangle your child, you want to do it yourself. Artie's in the bar, having a drink. Mo doesn't want him there, but at the same time, he's like, I'll have the first ones on the house, you know. And Patty and Selma come in in the mid-run because they've (laughs) run out of cigarettes. And Artie's like, I'm sorry, ladies, teenagers aren't allowed in bars. And they laugh so much that they cough the hair on the back of my knees is standing up. (gasps) So, Selma... Is horny for Artie. And Artie's horny for her. She says she wants she wants to have sex with Artie on a beanbag. 
Now, how would that even work? Oh, that would be god-awful. You would never be able to get up again. You'd never get any purchase. You know, you'd need traction. You love the word purchase, don't you? I really do. I say it all you the time. You really do. But, but you wouldn't be able to, like, you wouldn't be able to put your arms down to, like, lean. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is true. Hmm. What a nightmare. And then we hear what we think are already sex noises, but actually you just can't get his socks off. And she's like, leave them on. I like a man with a bit of mystery. And you're like, Ugh. Because... I fucking hate socks on. Like, if I was in Siberia, I wouldn't keep my socks on. Yeah. Like, the socks are a no-go. It just reminds me of horrible porn. You know, like, I'll keep my my little... And you're like, yeah. that's because those floors are sticky. Yeah. You know? No, not for me, thanks. Not for me. I'd rather look at horrible feet than look at socks. <laughs> so Artie has sex with Selma, really enjoys it, but then he has a crisis of conscience. And he's like, do you know what? I need to own up to the fact that Homer's innocent. Which he does after he has reads the paper and has a little nosh, as he says. A little nosh. I enjoyed whenever they reveal on the news that Homer's been let off and Artie's going to prison. He's like, exonerating, stumbling, bumbling boob, Homer Simpson. Stumbling, bumbling boob. That's what they and call And Homer me. comes out of prison after like a week. And, he's, and Lisa's like, Dad, I missed you so much. And Homer goes, Maggie, you're talking. Talking. And then, Ar- <laughs> and then Artie goes... Homer, I believe that's Lisa. He goes, oh, Bart, what a man you've become. You've become. (laughs) So Artie's going to prison, but he's finally done an unselfish thing. But Selma's going to wait for him and she's going to visit. And And then the kissing noises between them are really horrible. Did you just do the can-can in kisses? (laughs) Yeah. So Artie goes into prison and Snake's like, here, we're uh, we're room cellmates. And he's got a cigarette and Artie's like, oh no, it's very bad for you. And he sprays the cigarette out with water and then he sprays with other people. And your lungs just, will thank me. Yeah. And the kids are like, we'll miss having him around. And Marge's like, yeah, you're not going to see him again because like they're all going to beat this That's shit. right, gather round. I'm going to need more water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's where the episode fades out. So what do you think? I think talking about it, I enjoyed it more than originally, but I still just think it was okay. I quite liked it. I don't think it was outstanding, but I thought it was consistently fun the whole way through. Yeah. I don't know if I like Artie's F as a character, but I think John Lovitz is pretty good. You know, he, he I love John Lovitz. He's certainly much better than fucking Simon Carl last week. Oh, absolutely. But then I think as well, that's one of those ones, I think I'm just like, oh, that's two in a row where they've had a really big cameo. But mm. I mean, at least with John Lovitz, they actually like used him well. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So what are you going to give it out of five? I'm going to give it three and a half. Because I did enjoy it more than last week's. But I don't know. It just didn't charm me. Okay, well, I'm going to say four. So that's four, three and a half, seven and a half. That's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Pew, pew, pew. So we've had two episodes in a row with a big cameo. Mm-hmm. This one was better. Watch this one instead. This one's better, yeah. But next week will we have a big cameo? Do you want to find out? Do you want to hear a little preview of next week's A little episode? bit of a peek into the future. Don't mind if I do. What the fuck are you doing? I lost my marbles, Alan. Okay, so next week the only celebrity is appearance from Brave Combos, you know, the, uh, the polka band. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Season 15, episode 15, Codependence Day. After a trip to a vineyard, a drunken Homer crashes the car and frames a passed-out Marge as the driver to avoid being arrested. Oh, no! Oh, that is bad. Oh, no! Justice for Marge! 
Is this the start of Homer just being a total asshole? I guess we'll have to wait till next week. We'll, we'll find out next week. But until then, Heather, this has been season 15, episode 14, The Ziff Who Came to Dinner. Heather, if people want to get in touch with the podcast, how the fuck could they do that? How could they do it, Heather? They could theoretically go to our socials, which is Stupid Sexy Pod on Twitter or Stupid Sexy Podcast on Instagram. If they really wanted to, they could fire us an email at stupidsexypodcast at gmail.com. That is correct. And if they are fans of the show and they want to, you know, help us out a bit, they can review us on their podcast platform of choice. I'm told that Spotify now has reviews, so... Yes, and yes. if you're one of those wise guys who's going to give us a low rating, you are legally obligated to email us why and tell us what the final straw was so we yep. can block you and move it, on. It was, <laughs> it, 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 it was Heather, wasn't it? It was Heather. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> You could also uh, share us on your socials, review us on your podcast platform of choice other than Spotify. And obviously tell a friend if you know somebody who likes The Simpsons and is looking for a podcast to listen to, send them our way, baby. But for now, that will do it for Season 15, Episode 14. This has been the Stupid Sexy Podcast. I've been Alan Irwin. And I've been Heather Anderson. And we will see you next week. But until then... Bye.